0: Hello and welcome to the Literary Devices Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica McGale-Cooper. It's been a hot second since our last episode because I'm in school and finals wreaked havoc with my life for a while, but here I am, back with a new episode to talk about my favorite reads of 2018. So this is going to be a little bit different than the episodes we've had so far. I'm going to talk about several different books all at once and in less detail. Um, I'll just give a summary and a few of my thoughts. And to be clear, these books were not necessarily published in 2018, I just read them in 2018. So let's get into it. Um, First off, one of the first books I read in 2018, and probably the best, was Beartown by Frederick Backman, which I did reference in my very first episode of Literary Devices, uh, since Frederick Backman also wrote A Man Called Ove. However, um, Beartown is a bit different. It is about a tiny community where they are really, really struggling. Um, people are saying that the town is finished and people are leaving and there's not much work and it's basically the town is relying on their junior ice hockey team to compete in the national semifinals and win some glory and some prestige for them and maybe bring some people back Um so basically, all the hopes and dreams of Bear Town are resting on the shoulders of this handful of teenage boys uh, who don't handle the responsibility very well. Uh, the semi final match is the catalyst for a violent act that leaves a young girl traumatized and a town in turmoil, and it affects absolutely everybody. And what I really love about Bear Town is that it deals with incredibly difficult. Topics. Um, the central act of violence is a sexual assault. And the way that Bachman deals with the fallout and everybody's emotions is just so incredibly compassionate and empathetic. It's complicated and layered. And the there were times where I was like, oh no, this person's perspective is going to make me really angry. And that just never happened. Um, I highly, highly recommend Fair Town, um, but be prepared that it is about some tough stuff. Um, secondly, I have The Girl in the Tower by Catherine Arden, which is actually the second book in a series. So I'm not really going to go into detail about the plot. But if you're interested in myths, legends, folklore, powerful, complicated female characters, Russia, or just like really well-written literature, you need to run. Yes, run, not walk, to your nearest bookstore or library and pick up this series. From The Bear and the Nightingale is the first one. And I loved it. But The Girl in the Tower? I loved it even more, which is like really high praise for a sequel, Emma, right? Especially in a sequel in a trilogy, which has complicated and not particularly easy task of trying to bridge the first book and the third book while also being a story unto itself and the girl in the tower is just phenomenal in every way the characters are amazing the plot is like breakneck and fascinating and the setting is just like rich and detailed and beautiful and I just cannot say enough good things about this series so you should read it. Thirdly We have Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, um, which I'm just going to read a bit of a summary from Goodreads about this one. So it weaves together the lives of three characters swept up in the turbulence of a seminal moment in modern African history. Biafra's impassioned struggle to establish an independent republic in Nigeria in the 1960s and the chilling violence that followed. Told through the lives of three characters swept up in the turbulence of the decade. 13-year-old Ugwu is employed as a houseboy for a university professor full of revolutionary zeal. Olana is the professor's beautiful mistress who has abandoned her life of privilege in Lagos for a dusty university town and the charisma of her new lover. And Richard is a shy young Englishman in thrall to Olana's twin sister, an enigmatic figure who refuses to belong to anyone. As Nigerian troops advance and the three must run for their lives, their ideals are severely tested, as are their loyalties to one another. So this book... This book is it's so fascinating and it is so beautifully told. And again, just like with Bear Town, there are a lot of really complex issues going on in Half of a Yellow Sun, as there often is in books related to war and revolution and fighting for freedom and the differing viewpoints that people have about how to get those things and who deserves them and who doesn't. Um, But Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie is a, is a phenomenally beautiful writer who also just has this wonderfully compassionate and empathetic touch. And she just so gets into the minds and the perspectives and the experiences of these characters. And she makes you care about them just so, so, so much. And but the importance and the magnitude of the things that are happening and the historical significance is never ever lost. It's always, it's always there as well, which I think can be a really hard line to walk when it's something that the world at large isn't necessarily super familiar with. Like you know, in a book about the Holocaust, most people have some a pretty good idea of what happened and what it meant. But not everyone, maybe most people, don't really know anything about Biafra's struggle for independence in Nigeria in the 1960s. And yet it was a big deal, particularly for the people experiencing it. And this book was just a really, really phenomenal experience that I would also highly recommend. Um, it does deal with war. So there are some scenes of violence and other disturbing behavior, but there's nothing, nothing brutally graphic that I can remember, but just keep that in mind. Uh, on we go. Fourthly, we have The Power by Naomi Alderman and this book, this book. So Basically, in this book, it's written as if it is a history book from, like, several thousand years in the future, looking back on, like, now-ish from a historical, air quotes, perspective. Um, And basically what happens is that all of a sudden, women, and only women, develop this ability to channel this kind of like electrical, lightning-type power through their bodies. Um, And basically, the book follows several particular women and how they handle the advent of this power in themselves and in the people around them. And it just goes through, I think it's a 10-year period. I don't remember specifically. Um, It goes through this 10-year period, and it follows these women and it, through these women's experiences, it shows how this power affects the entire world and how it throws our whole system into disarray and how flipping that and having only women have power is also not necessarily a good thing. Um, it's a really complicated and interesting look at power dynamics and gender dynamics, and there's definitely a lot of fodder for conversation in terms of power and gender dynamics and feminism and ideology and all those kinds of things, and it made me think a lot And I think that it can really provoke some important conversations that we should be having right now about power and gender and all those other kinds of things. Um, So I really recommend The Power by Naomi Alderman. And lastly, we have Brightly Burn by Kirsten White, which is actually the conclusion to the Conqueror Sega trilogy, um, which basically is a young adult historical fiction, sort of alternate universe uh, trilogy that basically is saying, hmm, what if Dracula was actually this young girl? So it's based around Lada Dracul, um, and her and her brother Radu are sent from their homeland of Wallachia to be raised in the courts of the Ottoman Empire. Um, Basically, they're like... There as pawns, as a price to be paid um, for their father to stay alive. Um, balada has always known that being ruthless is how she needs to survive. Um, she despises the Ottomans and she plans to get vengeance one day and return to Wallachia, where she believes she deserves to rule. Um Radu is much gentler, he only longs for a place where he feels safe, and they meet Mehmed, the defiant and lonely son of the Sultan, who will be Sultan in the future, and he's the, their only friend, basically. Um, and together they form this, like, toxic, complicated triangle of a relationship, and that is the core that takes us through the entire trilogy. Um, from when they are young children to when they are um, young adults and the ways in which their relationships make them both stronger and weaker and lead them into these areas of just absolute darkness. And what I absolutely love about Kirsten White's books is that they always, always, always center on a wonderful, complicated, layered female character who is not always likable and does not always make the right decision and is sometimes actually straight up brutal and awful. And I really, really appreciate that level of representation from her. So um, I highly, highly, highly recommend The Conqueror's Sega Trilogy, which starts with And I Darken, continues with Now I Rise. And concludes with Bright We Burn, which was actually an extremely satisfying conclusion. So pick that up if you are interested in young adult alternate universe historical fiction. There are a couple of honorable mentions that I have. Um, There's a duology by Victoria Schwab called This Savage Song and Our Dark Duet, which um, are dystopian young adult books, as well as Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, which I absolutely loved. I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan, and I think Neverwhere is one of my absolute favorites that I've read by him, which is saying a lot. And then also Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, which um, is a sweeping family saga that stretches over several decades and is just, like, gorgeous and sad and funny and sweet, and I just highly recommend that as well. So that was a quick jaunt through my favorite books of 2018, I would absolutely love to hear what your favorite reads of 2018 were. So if you want to email me at literarydevicespodcast at gmail.com, I will really look forward to your emails. And I will see you again in 2019 with a new episode. Until then, happy holidays. Take good care. So, I'm just adding this quick little addendum to the episode because I did recall that there is a rape scene in half of a yellow sun. You don't want to mislead anybody by saying there is no graphic content when there is, So please be aware of that. And with that, Merry Christmas, Happy holidays, whatever you may be celebrating. I hope you get some time to yourself to relax and curl up with a good book. See you in 2019 and until then, keep your nose in the book.